Van Batten, good morning to you, Van. Good morning, darling. How are you? I'm okay. I'm going to play you something, and I want to get your uh, immediate reaction from it. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Here we go. You're listening. Here it comes. We are not in a climate catastrophe. Why not? We're not in a climate emergency. The release of the UN IPCC's latest assessment report reminds us yet again that every previous UN IPCC dire forecast of catastrophe has failed. Every one of them. There's not one that's come true. Malcolm Roberts on the program this morning. Uh, he and I, uh, look, I let him have his say. He's a, an Australian senator, uh, apparently quite a popular one in Queensland. Van, what would you say to that? Oh, God. Oh, I feel, I mean, I sort of feel sorry for Malcolm Roberts. Like, it must be very difficult and very exhausting to sustain as much, no, as much nonsense as he does. You know, this this idea that the IPCC is not making correct predictions is a nonsense. Uh, the whole idea that there is not something desperately wrong with the with the climate, and and this sort of churn of of uh, changing factors to do with the climate, it's just madness. Does he not watch the news? Has he not seen what's happening in Greece? But he says what there's no the, data. What about the floods? Yeah, well, this is the thing, because I don't think Malcolm Roberts really knows what data is. Right. You had that amazing moment when he was on Q&A and he was saying, there's no empirical evidence. And Brian Cox, the scientist, was like, here's some empirical evidence and brought out all those charts. Do you remember that? It was yeah. a truly great moment of television because he just he's shifted so many goalposts. It's not even a field anymore. It's just like <laughs> a pile of gold goalposts. Oh, my God. Why do we have uh, so many people that still <laughs> Why don't... do we have Malcolm Roberts? I don't Hang know. On, no, no, no. <laughs> I want him to still be on. He's, he's good for my views. No, I'm kidding. Uh, look, I don't, Malcolm and I do agree on a, a lot of points, but climate change obviously is something we don't agree on, and certainly uh, the COVID situation, he and I don't agree on. What I do like about One Nation and Malcolm Roberts occasionally is that you know they call out federal government corruption and waste of money and all that sort of stuff. But just going back to why do we have so many sceptics out there of climate change, Van? Because people want to believe that uh, the climate change isn't real because climate change is terrifying. You know, if you have the, the world's expert scientists saying we've got to completely change our way of life in the next 10 years, and that's what they're saying, or this horrible catastrophe will result, that there'll be fires and floods and mudslides and rising sea levels and all these things. There's a tendency amongst people to go, this information is overwhelming and I don't want it to be true because it's terrifying. So if you offer me, if you are someone prepared to say to me, oh, it's not happening, oh, all these people are lying, oh, it's completely made up, and I vote for you or buy your newspaper or subscribe to your blog or whoever's telling you this stuff, there's this idea that if you if you vote for that position and that person gets elected, well, then you've sort of voted the problem out of existence. And as we've seen with coronavirus, like facts have this terrible habit of sticking around. Like we're seeing in the United States of America the terrible, terrible price of thinking that words matter more than facts do, where you have people who are refusing to get vaccines because, you know, they've supported this political idea that vaccines are bad and the rest of it. Well, they're dying in their thousands, Marcus. Like, there are parts of America that have more cases now after a vaccine has been invented than they had 
before the vaccine. It's See, terrifying. Just on this, uh, and I, I'm going to refer to an email, and I've got a, a listener who's from the Gold Coast. He's one of my serial pests, but I love him. Every You know, I've got a few of those, and they're great. You're a very holy man, Marcus. You're a very holy man. Well, you know, that's what makes uh, this gig so much fun. Uh, The banter. Uh, And look, at the end of the day, we, you know, we might argue and I I might say a few silly things after they, I I dump them, but there's no surnames and um, I'm I'm just not one of those announcers that sits on the fence and says, oh, yes, that's a great point. Do you agree? And let's call back. And, you know, I just don't know. If someone says some rubbish, in my opinion, I'll call it out. I don't care if people don't like it. Jay is blind to the... dystopian nightmare he was begging for. Number plate scanning, check-in apps and vaccination certificates won't be used for pleasant reasons. They will be used to criminalise those who reject the global transformation of society. This is from Ben. Ben is a conspiracy theorist. In regards to your offer to Van Batten to tee off on Malcolm Roberts, how about you offer the same opportunity to me? I'm happy to debate Van any day. I'm willing to come on after her and ridicule her views, since that's what you asked her to do, Malcolm. No. Well, anyway, I've emailed Ben back and said, well, no, come on, debate um, Van and get on, tell your point of view, because I want you to eviscerate him. Uh, But he hasn't taken up the offer. To be fair, it's not really a fair fight, is it? (laughs) Probably not, Van. And the thing is that you can't can't actually argue with these people, because once a, a debate only works, if people uh, are approaching a debate to go, what are the facts I am willing to refer to as a superior argument? Uh, an argument exists in order to create more knowledge. But if you have people who want to believe things that aren't true, there's no common ground there. You're not heading towards the same goal and, and the debate is pointless. Mm. And it's really sad and it's, it's become really, really dangerous I mean, well, like I, I said, back, that back, sorry, back to this. He basically says that you and people like you and I, who share similar opinions, progressive opinions, we're on the left, if you like. He calls us conspiracy theorists. He says, get some sp- uh, perspective. Don't fly off the handle. Enough of your conspiracy, well, the conspiracy nonsense. Um, it's your go-to term to shut down conversation. Well, I don't normally shut them down except for. Aiden earlier this morning, who again goes down this pathway talking about um, how many people who have died from COVID-19. Now, obviously, we know, Van, you know, I know that COVID-19 isn't even close to being the nation's biggest killer. But what I hate about these people is they use that to justify um, their belief that COVID doesn't exist. Um, you know, they talk about other cardiovascular disease, cardiovascular diseases, cancer and obesity. Of course we know that these illnesses kill magnitudes more people than COVID-19 has. But at the end of the day, that is not to suggest we should ignore COVID-19 and that we shouldn't do something about it because it is still killing nearly a thousand people in Australia, four plus million people around the world, and it's dangerous. Well, it chokes up hospitals. I mean, this is the thing. And again, let's look at what's happening in America. Let's actually sit down and and look at the, the facts of where they are in places like Florida. There are 5,000 children who are in hospital with coronavirus in Florida. 5,000. And for every person who gets coronavirus who ends up in hospital, that's a hospital bed that's not available yeah. for someone who has something else that's wrong with them. And... Doctors and uh, health systems can't treat 
the other things that go wrong with people. And we saw this happen. We saw this happen long before Delta when we were still having the first version of coronavirus and what was happening in Italy mm. where the hospitalizations were just exploding and they were running out of oxygen and they couldn't treat people. And then doctors and nurses were dying. They were dropping dead because they were catching the illness. A dead doctor cannot help you with your problem. Well, that's right. And look, let's look. 37,372 cases of coronavirus in Australia since the pandemic began. 944 deaths. So there's nearly, uh, well, I don't know what the math works out to be because I fail veggie maths, but, you know, it's real. It's serious. And, yes, obviously, we are lucky here in Australia that we have a, a relatively good health system that's been able to treat these 37,372, 37,000-odd cases. Um, but the thing is, if we if we let the uh, the naysayers and the conspiracy theorists go at it unfettered, we'll see more deaths, we'll see more cases, we'll see an overwhelming of our health system, and on a per capita basis, I mean America, what three hundred and fifty odd million people, Australia twenty six million people, we're still not doing that well. Let's be honest. Oh, look, it, my issue is, because uh, I lived in England for a long time, Marcus, and I've been watching and getting the news about friends of mine who've been affected by coronavirus there, and I spent a lot of time in America, and friends who've had coronavirus there. And I'm now at the point where one of my friends has died of coronavirus-related illness, and several of my friends have had long tail, what they call long-tail coronavirus, where they can't shift it. They just can't get rid of it. I had a friend who was sick for four months, another friend who ended up with permanent heart damage, yeah. another friend who's it's activated all of these horrible um, health problems around her breathing and lung damage. It, it, it does terrible things. It causes um, an impact on the reproductive system and impotency in men, by the yep. way. Anybody who still thinks coronavirus is worth risking well, being the conspiracy theorist? Last year, Van, and I, I have to go, the news is encroaching, but last year, uh, as re regular and initial listeners of this program know, uh, I got to know a number of families out where I used to live out near Penrith at Newmarch House. I got to know them very well. Uh, I spent time with them outside of work and obviously interviewed a few of them on air. I met people who had loved ones inside Newmarch House. They were locked in there. We fought against the state government to get them out, to get them down in a P.N. hospital. The health minister thought better, and a lot of them, 19 of them, ended up dying. You know, and I saw firsthand how devastating COVID-19 is. It is. It's real. People are dying, and we need to take it seriously. Simple as that. Oh, Marcus, I'm with you 100%. All right. And this is the thing. If you hate coronavirus, let me tell you, you're really going to hate climate change. Facts don't go away. Yeah. And either you're prepared to deal with the situation the way it is, even if it is frightening, you, mm. can't, you can't face fear without facts.